0: Welcome to our weekly devotion, this is Dr. Owen Anderson, and this week I'm looking at Acts chapter 4, and what has happened here, this is after Pentecost, and Peter and John are going to the temple, and they see a man along the way who is lame, and this is where he's looking and expecting money, and Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but all that I have give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. And the man gets up and walks and praises God. And Peter and John are brought before the Sanhedrin, the ruling council of the Jews in Jerusalem and asked what happened. And they explain what happened. And there's a concern by the rulers that this could begin to make Jesus popular again. He's just been crucified a little more than 50 days before. And, They don't want this talk about his resurrection spreading. In fact, they've started a a story that the disciples stole his body, and that's the origin of this resurrection. Now, the witnesses to his resurrection undermine that story because you have people. Paul tells us later it's up to 500 people who'd seen him and can say, no, it wasn't a stolen dead body rotting body that I saw. It was a living person with the marks of the crucifixion on him. So there's still this concern to stop the teaching that Jesus is the Messiah, the Lamb of God, who who died for the sins of the world. And so what I want to look at today, especially in the middle of all that story, is that they call Peter and John in after having discussed this, and and they're concerned, the, the rulers are concerned, because it says that these are uneducated and untrained men. Now, the rulers would have been the ones who went to the best theological schools or they learned from the best theological and legal scholars of their day, and they would have the pedigree to prove that. They would say, I studied under so-and-so, and I was given this degree by this and such group. And you still see that today, of course. you'll see people proud of the school they went to and, and the better the school, the better that person's supposed to be and a smarter. And yet you'll see people who are highly educated stumbling over the simplest truths, the most basic truths about God and sin and redemption. And you'll see other people who don't have that education. Able to understand those things. And, and they might say, well, that's because you can fool them more easily. I'm educated, so I'm not fooled very easily. I'm, it's very difficult to fool me <laughs> instead of saying, no, not, I can't be fooled at all. Uh, so they'll try to, to shift that and say, yeah, that's just because they're easily fooled. But then you can, through dialogue, bring out who is the one who's being fooled here the person who says, there is no need for redemption, or the person who says, there is no God, all is matter. Could those possibly be true? And you can through that dialogue. And that's what happened here. Uh, Now, for us today, we might say, I don't believe in miracles. So I don't believe that some lame person was made to walk just by Peter saying something to him. But in the case of this story, just read this story. And what you have is these persons in the story being presented with a man walking who everyone agrees was just a moment ago begging at the gate. And he was uh, lame, couldn't walk. And now here he is. And so everyone agrees that happened. How did that happen? Well, there's only a couple options. I mean, it was an uncaused event. I don't think anyone thinks that. The devil did it. But the devil doesn't heal people to get them to believe in God. He'd be a divided house then. Some other spirit did it who's against God. That's just like the devil. So the only other option is that God healed this person through the name of Jesus Christ. And if that's what happened, they should believe it, but they don't. So why don't these educated persons believe what is right before them? It tells us something about the human condition and pride and blindness. They were called blind guides, and it shows something about How you can't see what's right before you because of your preconceptions, you've blinded yourself. And even though there aren't any other options, you will not admit that option because you see where it would take you. You see the road you'd have to go down if that was true. So they call them and they say, you can leave, but don't talk anymore about this. And Peter and John say, Whether it is right, this is verse 18, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Now that's a response from uneducated persons, but it's not an uneducated response. It's the only response you could have, even if Peter and John didn't have the rest of the background. Even if this was just shown to them that this person was healed in the name of Christ, And you know there's no other options, let alone the fact that Peter and John have all that other background, but so does this council. They, too, have that background. They just had Christ crucified. They just had him raised from the dead and are trying to deal with that. So a notable miracle, they say that themselves, a notable miracle has been done. That's evident to all who live in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it, they say but they don't want it to spread any further among the people. Well, why not? Again, there's only so many options. You don't want it to spread because it's evil, but that can't be since it was done in the name of God. It's going to deceive people, but that can't be again because it was done in the name of God. So why wouldn't you want the people to know about it? And that's the response Peter and James have. We're going to have to tell everybody about this. This is amazing. Now we encounter this similar sort of thing today, both this failure to go through a reasoning process in the case of unbelief and our own need to reason and think through things in order to be a witness. Peter and John aren't just blind witnesses, just repeating whatever was said to them there. They've thought through this process. They even present an argument back to the council, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge, you figure out clearly we need to do what God has speak of what God has done. God just healed this man in the name of Jesus Christ. If God does not approve of Jesus, then he would not have healed this man. That's an argument. These uneducated men form an argument. And we we are called upon to do the same thing and to witness by doing that same thing. And really, is there any reason why we would ever be silent about the great works of God all around us? I mean, there's a miracle in this case, but there's also just the fact of creation, the fact of redemption in, in Christian history, in world history, I should say, and How could you remain silent about those things rather than speaking about them and speaking about what they they reveal about who God is? So Acts 4, especially verse 18 and 19 and 20, verses 18, 19, and 20, and this truth from Peter in verse 20, we cannot but speak the things of which we've seen and heard. Thanks for joining me.